Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word. Today we're talking about how do we know what's the right path for us? How do we know what to do? And uh, this is something that's been just kind of uh, ruminating in me, just kind of rolling over and over again. And I was reminded at the end of last year, I was spending some time with the Lord and the Lord spoke to me. Actually, I was spending several days with him and just uh, spending time with the Lord and in the word and everything. And really, during that period of time, the only thing the Lord said to me, which kind of shows the importance of it, is he said that I want you to do business differently. And when he said that, he gave me the understanding of what he was talking about. He said, he said, I want you to do business differently. In other words, the things that you've been doing, uh, you need to do in a different way. And here's the different way that he wanted. He said, I want you for everything uh, to generate out of intimate fellowship with me. And so one of the things that I've watched, and I've had multiple ideas or multiple examples of that just this week, is that when we are in intimate fellowship with God, God will show you what to do. He'll show you how to do it, and he will show you what's the right path for you. Uh, in other words, many times what I've found uh, you know, just to kind of give you an idea, God wants to, he's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. But many times, uh, you know, another verse is, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So God wants to get good things to you. God wants uh, for you to eat the good of the land. In other words, to prosper with these things. But how does God get it? Well, the key is in both of those for those who walk uprightly. In other words, they do the right things or they're on the right path. For us to have good, we must be on the right path. Please put that in the comments. For us to have good, we must be on the right path. Uh, for us to have good, we must hear and obey the right things. So in order to be willing and obedient to the Lord, and that way God will cause us to eat the good things of God. Uh, for us to be willing and obedient, we have to hear the command to be obedient too. So many times when I found, when I first started uh, coming as an adult, uh, coming up in the Lord and maturing in the things of the Lord, one of the things that, I, that the Lord led me to was how to be led by God. And as he led me to that, I started hearing from the Lord. I started being in the right place at the right time, doing the right things. But one of the problems that I had was that I, as I continued to grow, and I'm still a young man, I'm still young in the Lord, and, but I was learning how to hear from the Lord. All of a sudden, uh, I got involved you know, in different places of ministry and different things were coming up and I was seeing different situations. I got around leaders, I got around, and what I realized was almost nobody around me knew how to hear from God. Uh, you know, they may seek him on big things, but when it came to a daily fellowship walk with God, nobody knew. And I would be sitting there and, and I, the Lord would be telling me, this is the right path. This is what you should be doing. And I would be like, that's great. Hallelujah. But I would find that none of the leaders and none of the believers around me would be hearing the same thing. And they would do things and, you know, maybe they work, maybe they don't but never well, I would do things and they would work. And I realized that many people had not actually learned how to hear from the Lord properly and weren't operating by that in a regular basis at all. And it really bothered me. It got me discouraged. And it, what you start to realize is if they're not going to walk in the right things of God because they haven't heard or they're not going to be obedient, they're not going to eat the good of the land. They're not going to have the good things. The good things will be withheld, but not from God. It'll be withheld because they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know the right path. And we talked about such a great series that the Lord gave us a couple of weeks ago talking about building the house. 
and the difference between wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Uh, but one of the things that I've found is that many people don't have a clue on what direction to even start on what's right. Or one, another thing that'll happen is uh, they will ask the Lord, but in between the time that they asked the Lord and in between the time they started asking and started trying to hear from the Lord and the time that they took action on those things, Many times uh, the whole plan of God was counterfeited in the middle, and it's because of their own thoughts. In other words, their fleshly and soulish thoughts, but not the thoughts of God. And so the Lord said this to me. He said, I want you to do business differently. And so put that in the comments. I want you to do business differently. And I want you to hear this. And, and take this for yourself as well. I want, God wants me to do business differently. Now, business, you know, it doesn't just involve being at church. In other words, I don't want you to just do church differently. I don't want you to just do my relationship with the Father differently. God is saying, I want you to do business differently, right? God wants us to do business differently. Now, what does that mean? That means all business across every line. In other words, everything we do, I want it to stem and generate differently than it has before. And that means that everything we do comes from Him. Everything we do comes from His leading, His direction, Him giving us the path, and Him causing us to know the things that we need to know. And so it's very important for us to see and to understand those things. God wants us to do business differently. Well, as soon as he said that, I went, that gave me hope because I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? If God wants me to do business different, differently, that means that business is getting ready to rise up. Business is getting ready to go to a different level. And, you know, in other words, I've, things have been going pretty good but you're wanting me to make a change knowing that anything that God asks us to do is always opportunity for increase. You can put that in the comments. Anything God ever asks us to do is always opportunity for increase. Okay? And so I, God's asking me to do something different. What does that mean? That means as I do business differently, my life is getting ready to go to another level. You know, my ministry is getting ready to go to another level. My family is getting ready to go to another level. So I got excited about that. In other words, here's the other thing. In God's word is provision to do business differently. That means I'm going to hear differently. I'm going to have the knowledge that I need differently. I'm going to have the understanding that I need to do differently. And so I want to show this. Let's start at Acts 17, 28. And, and these are verses we've talked about quite a quite a bit. But as we go, uh, I think you're going to get revelation. I think some things are going to open up for you. So Acts chapter 17 and verse 28. And I'll, you know, from the King James it says, for in Him, talking about Jesus, for in Jesus we live and move and have our being. Such a great verse. In Him, in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. Please put that in the comments. In Jesus, or put it this way, abiding in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. And what we've talked about so many times, and I'll continue to talk about it, is in Jesus, we have life to the full till it overflows. Three things. In Jesus, we have, somebody put these in too, please. One, in Jesus, we have life to the full till it overflows. In Jesus... We know where we're going, how to get there, and we are provided and protected to get to that place. In Jesus, we move. We know where we're going, how to get there, and we have provision and protection to make it there. Glory to God. In Jesus, we move. We know where to go, how to get there, and we have provision and protection to make it there. Glory to God. And then the third thing is, in Jesus, abiding in Jesus, we have our being. 
Anything that we need to come into being will come into being. Anything we need created. In other words, in Jesus, we have everything created that needs to be created for our lives. And so such a powerful verse. I mean, just a power-packed verse. But the key to all of that, the living, the moving, and the having our being, uh, is all that we abide in Christ, that we abide in Him. What does that mean? That means that we have an intimate fellowship with God. We have an intimate fellowship with Jesus and with the Father, right? So in other words, if we're going to do business differently, here's what that meant to me when he said it. He said, oh, one of the things that you've been doing, and I knew this, but God was saying, I want you to buckle down and make this a part of your life. Buckle down and make this a part of your life. In other words, I want you to have everything stem out of this fellowship, to generate out of fellowship with me. This is what Jesus is saying. I want you to have every part of your life to generate out of fellowship with me. So when I, you know, when I sit down, so for example, even for the topic today, uh, this morning I wake up, I don't know what that topic is. Yesterday, I don't know what that topic is. I know I need a topic for today. I need, but here's what I need. Do I just need a topic? I mean, I can, I can go through the Bible. I can run my hand like this and go and, and hit a, hit a place in the Bible and I can probably preach and teach on wherever it lands. Um, that's not what we need. What do we need? We talked about it a couple of days ago. We need an alive word. We need daily bread. I don't just need a topic. I need God's topic for today. So if I'm going to do business differently, I don't just, now watch, I don't just think about what would be a good topic. I don't need Brian thinking. I need God's thinking. I need God's wisdom. See, Brian's thinking and wisdom may say, well, I know this person's going through this and this person's going through this, uh, so maybe we'll handle this issue. No, no. God says, I can see everything. I know where they're at. I know where they're going. I know what's coming up. I know where they've been. And this is the perfect word for today. This is it. And so I don't need my logic and my wisdom or even my experience to come up with it. And when God said, I want you to do business differently, then one of the things that I see is there's a, a more perfect way. And that perfect way stems out of relationship with Jesus. It stems out of relationship with Jesus. So, all right, Jesus, you know what the perfect topic is today. You know what the perfect word is for today. And I'm driving down the road and I said, Lord, and, and I, want you to, I want you to follow this process here. So I'm driving down the road. I'm coming back. I was out of town for the last couple of days visiting with my dad. And uh, I'm coming back this morning. I literally just walked in the door. And um, I'm sitting there driving down the road. Lord, you know what this topic is. Now, I want you to watch this. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm seeking to do business differently. I'm not just going about coming up with a topic. But then the second thing that I'm doing is as I'm going down the road and I'm thinking about it, watch this. Now my brain, my soul is actually working on this. My mind, will, and emotions, they're working on this and thinking is happening, right? And that's what most people do. They'll ask the Lord for a topic and then they start to brainstorm. You don't need, I don't need brainstorming, right? I don't need brainstorming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at that in just a second. I don't need my brain to fill in the gap, fill in the blank. That's actually me. That's a limited thought. That's not daily bread from Jesus. That's daily bread from Brian, which is limited, right? It may be good. It may be, it may be a great idea, but that's not what I need. If that's actually what, and watch this, this is where a trust of relationship and a trust of supply happens. If what I'm thinking is what God is thinking, God can tell me. 
He does, I don't have to add to him. I don't have to help him. He knows what it is. In other words, if thought A that I'm thinking is actually God's thought, then, then I can drop thought A in my thinking and I turn to God and what am I going to get? God's going to say, you need thought A. And I'll say, oh, okay, that's, that's also what I was thinking. In other words, I trust my relationship more than I trust my, my logical ability. I trust, relate. that's doing business differently. For us to know that we know what is the path of our life, for us to know what we're focusing on today in Acts 17, 28 is the, is the second one. In Him we move. To know where to go, to know what path to take, to know what we should do. How do I know what to do? I'm not going to get that from brainstorming on it. I'm going to get that from the Holy Ghost. This is the way that God's designed it. I must trust my relationship with God more than I trust my ability. I'm going to give you how I failed in this, even this week. And I know what I'm doing. I know, I know what I'm doing. I know the theory. I put it into practice for years. But yet, I'm going to show you how I slipped up and tripped up even this week so that you can see my errors and learn from them as well. And so one of the things that happened as I'm continuing to go down the road, this is very important. I recognized, right, that I was thinking and not fellowshipping. I recognized that I wasn't fellowshipping, and there's a good way to define it. We must be out of our thinking and into fellowship, right? And we need to go, right? So put that in the comments. I must be out of thinking, move from brainstorming to fellowshipping. I must, in order to know what to do from God, from the all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty God, I must move from brainstorming to fellowshipping. And so as I'm driving down the road thinking about a topic even for today, I find I'm brainstorming. And as soon as I recognize I'm brainstorming, I basically tell my mind, stop, and I just focus on God. Lord, I praise you. I worship you. I worship you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. Right now, here, when I do that, when I actually stop brainstorming, then what the Holy Spirit brings up is pure. But if I'm in the middle of brainstorming and the Holy Spirit's bringing something, I might miss it or I might blend it with my thoughts. I need it to be pure. God doesn't like a mixture of the holy and the common. My thinking is common and what he brings is holy. I'm, in order to know what to do, I need holy wisdom, holy thoughts, supernatural, not common, not worldly, not my logic. I need him. Okay. So we, first of all, we've got to move from brainstorming to fellowshipping. Here's another thing. I've got to move from thinking of my mind to the bringing of the Holy Spirit. In other words, how I receive it is not that I logic through it. So I need to move. You can put this in the comments. I need to move from the thinking to the bringing of the Holy Spirit. In other words, if I, you can imagine, used to what was a strong suit for me is for me to think through it all, logic all the pieces out, you know, figure out all that, right? But that actually is weakness compared to the bringing of the Holy Spirit, an idea, a thought. I need to move from thinking to the bringing, from thinking to the bringing, okay? The Holy Spirit will bring it to me, and then that will be holy, okay? So move from brainstorming to fellowshipping, and move from thinking to the bringing, okay? I must, I must get these port, uh, uh, parts clear, or otherwise I'm going to constantly be mixing the two, thinking that it's God, and then when it fails, I, the devil's going to try and blame God for the mixture that we did, 
Okay? We don't want that. We want it to be pure. We want it to be holy because God's thoughts and His ways are holy and they're higher than ours. And that's what we want. He knows all of that stuff. And when we get into doing business differently, when we get into doing business differently, uh, then we will operate on a different level. We will know what to do and when to do it and how. But now watch this. Here's the other thing that you have to do. You have to move away from, um, let me think how to say this. Uh, you have to move away from worldly logic and move into trusting. Okay? You have to move away from worldly logic and look, having all the boxes checked and move into trusting. So for example, let's say that you were believing God for a path and you needed to know an answer by you know, Saturday morning, right? You need to know an answer by Saturday morning. On Friday, you need to stop fretting. <laughs> you know, in other words, a lot of times we get to Friday night and we're like, oh my gosh, I need to know this by tomorrow. And, and we start fearing and fretting over having an answer. And what does our brain do? Our brain, in its design, will start trying to generate from our common thinking a solution. And so a lot of times we'll think, oh, well, there's the solution because I just thought of it. But it didn't generate from the bringing of the Holy Ghost. It generated because of fear that caused us to go into fretting, which now caused us to start thinking. And now we are back in thinking instead of the bringing of the Holy Ghost. So we must move from fretting into trusting. We must move from fretting into trusting. Please, you know, somebody be writing these down and typing them out so that I have them because this is flowing fresh as I'm sitting here. So we must move, again, from brainstorming to fellowshipping. We must move from thinking to the bringing. We must move from the logic to uh, the trusting, from the worldly logic to the trusting. And we must move from fretting to the to faith, you know, faithfulness or fret or into trusting as well. Okay, so these four issues, I may reword them later on, but these are things we must do. Otherwise, what we'll do if we continue to brainstorm, if we continue uh, to you know think on it only, if we continue to fret, and if we continue to utilize logic, right? then the issue is we're going to funnel, funnel ourselves right back into the worldly solution. But in order to know that you know that you know, that you have a heavenly answer, that you have a godly answer, you must put those things aside and, and fun, instead of funneling yourself into a worldly answer, by doing these things and taking these steps, we will funnel ourselves into a supernatural, heavenly answer godly answer and godly wisdom. And know this, that if you ask of God in James chapter 1, you know, let me, let's just read this. I believe it's uh, James 1 and starting at verse 5. Yeah, James 1, uh, 5 through 8. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach. Let me just say this. It's not a bad thing to lack wisdom on something. Right? It's a bad thing to not get wisdom. In other words, there's things in my future I don't even know what I need yet. That's not bad. You know, a lot of people feel bad because they, they lack wisdom on something. Have you ever crossed that place before? You know? No. But here's what we can know. When we have a Lord that loves us and we're doing business differently, I'll have the wisdom that I need when I need it. It's not bad for me to lack wisdom for things I haven't seen yet or haven't even been asked yet or haven't even crossed that decision point yet. It's not bad for me to lack wisdom in that way, right? It's bad for me to not get it when I need it. It's bad to not get wisdom. It's not bad, and put this in the comments, it's not bad to lack wisdom over a situation you haven't faced yet. In other words, don't be in condemnation because you don't know what to do at the moment. But what's bad is to not get wisdom when you need it. What's bad is to not get wisdom when you need it. 
So he says, if any of, because a lot of people, I'll say, well, we just need the, you need the wisdom of God. And then their flesh wants to rise up in pride because they're like, no, I know what I need to do, you know. And, and the issue is the pride is much worse than not having the wisdom, right? Because all you got to do is turn your heart towards God, do business differently, and he'll give you wisdom. Look here. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without doubt, any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man and unstable in all of his ways. So where does, here's the question. If you're asking for wisdom and getting the wisdom, where does it flow from? Fellowship. It flows from fellowship. So you go back to Acts 17, 28. In other words, the wisdom that I'm going to get, how's it going to flow? It's going to flow from my fellowship with the Father and the Son. It's going to flow out of that place. So in other words, I can lack wisdom and ask from God, but if I'm not in fellowship, I'm not going to have it. If I'm not in faith, so here's where the fretting comes in. If, if I ask God for wisdom and I need an answer Saturday morning and it comes to Friday afternoon, Friday night, and I'm fretting, then I don't have faith. And what does the Bible tell me? Then I'm not going to get the wisdom that I need. But if I learn that even on Friday night, late Friday night, <laughs> late Friday night, let's say I need an answer Saturday morning by 8 a.m., even Saturday morning, I don't know. You realize at 7.59 a.m. on Saturday morning, I still don't have to know the wisdom. I don't have to. Why am I fretting? Well, it's only one minute away before you need to know. See, that's worldly anxiety. But godly faith says, the Lord will give me exactly what I need when I need it. Let's say you needed it for a phone call. The phone will ring at 8 a.m. Here's, here's the phone call. Hey, uh, sir, uh, ma'am, I need you to answer me right now. Then you trust that as you're opening your mouth, well, here's what I'm going to do. And the Lord will flow that wisdom to you right on time. See, you learn how to not fret no matter what time it is, no matter what day of the uh, calendar it is. Why? Because if you're fretting, you're going to miss the business of God. You're going to miss the answer of God. We must ask in faith. And how is faith in Mark 11? We, you know, if I'm praying for wisdom, let's say that it's Monday. Let's say that it's Monday and I need an answer Saturday at 8 a.m. Then on Monday, what I'll do, how am I going to, I'm going to say, Lord, I need your wisdom. And uh, I'm in, I'm, first thing I'm going to do is make sure I'm in fellowship with God, starting right there. I'll get in fellowship with God. Thank you, Julie. She said, great teaching. Thank you, ma'am. God is so good. He's, he gave me wisdom. <laughs> Amen. He gave me the topic. And so what I see is this. On Monday, I'm going to get in fellowship with the Lord, and I'm going to stay in fellowship 24-7. I want to stay in fellowship with God all the time, not just in prayer time, as I'm walking down the hall. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Worship, I worship you, Lord. You know, while I'm on the phone, even talking to people, I'm going to be thinking about how good God is. I'm going to be meditating on Him. I'm going to be praising Him in the silent moments. I'm going to be meditating, you know, in my heart on His goodness, on this scripture, right? I'm, I'm believing you. I'm seeking you, Lord. Even while I'm, you know, engaged in other activities, I'm seeking you. I'm at peace. I'm in faith, right? So I'm a, this is all staying in fellowship. Right? And so then what I'm going to do on Monday is I'm going to say, Lord, I need some wisdom by Saturday. You know what it is. You know that area. I need wisdom for what to do. And uh, that's Saturday at 8 a.m. And I just, and I thank you for it. So in Philippians 4, it says, you know, basically that you want by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. This is how we pray. What that basically means in today's English is, I worship him because he's so good, and I make sure my heart is set right in worship and praise of him. Second thing is, I make my petition to him. I ask God for what I need. Let my request be made known unto God, it says there. And then I make sure that I give him thanksgiving. In other words, I'm thanking him already that I have received spiritually what's going to manifest physically. Okay. Then you go into Mark chapter 11, and it says, have the God kind of faith, or have faith in God. And it shows us that we believe that we have received. 
right? In other words, I believe that I have received this spiritual blessing of wisdom, and wisdom is working and producing in God by the Holy Spirit and communicating and working it in my spirit, not in my mind. This is not a mental game. This is not a brainstorming. This is not logical worldly thinking. The wisdom of God is coming from God through the Holy Spirit to my spirit and in the spirit. I've received the answer already. It's on its way. And so from that point forward into Saturday at 8 a.m., I'm not going to fret about it. I'm not going to try and think it all through. No. What do I need? I don't need, I don't need to think a thing. I need to hear from God. And God will answer because he's not withholding any good thing, right? Now, if there's something he's told me to do, then I need to go do that physically. Or, you know, if he's told me to sit down and think about it, then that's the wisdom. But I need to make sure I've heard from him. Most of the time, it's not that we need to go do that. Most of the time, the problem is we haven't heard what to do. We're just doing what everybody else does. And this is the issue. So now, one of the things that we need to do, amen, and uh, I've been guilty of it too. Jade said, I've been so guilty of this, and uh, I have too. I, I've, I've done it so many times. So then we need to recognize uh, that we don't get in fear, no matter what time of day it is, no matter if it's Friday, no matter if it's Saturday morning, right before you need an answer, right? You need to rest in the in the faith of God. I, and hear this, faith is, I believe I have that wisdom. So now, I might be sitting here on Friday night saying, I don't know physically or mentally what the answer is, but what I'm, you know, that may be a fact of that at that moment. But the truth is that I have the wisdom of God, and I will know mentally exactly what I need to, exactly when I need to. And God knows what I need, when I need, and I trust Him. I trust Him more than checking the box of having it in my head already. See, and because if we don't watch that, we'll start to fret, and then all of a sudden our brain will start to try and come up with a solution Fill in the blank, and before we know it, we don't actually know what to do, even though we think we have an answer. We know what our brain says to do, but not what God says to do. See, we don't have heavenly wisdom or godly wisdom. We have worldly wisdom, and this now has uh, counterfeited itself in the place. And many times we will say, even though we received it naturally and not spiritually, we'll say, look what God gave me the answer, but it wasn't God. But it wasn't. And so many times people then get confused because what they think is God wasn't God. And then they go and do it and it doesn't work like they thought they, it should have worked. And they're right because it wasn't God's wisdom because they stepped out of fellowship into thinking, into brainstorming. Uh, they stepped out of the bringing of the Holy Ghost and into thinking. They stepped out of, uh, they stepped out of faith and they stepped into fretting, right? And they stepped out of trusting and stepped into fretting. And so as we see these things, we start to realize how many times now have I actually allowed what God would have given me to be counterfeit by what I made up? And the answer is, you don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> you don't want to know how many times that's happened. I don't want to know how many times that's happened. Oh my goodness, don't, I don't even want to know. <laughs> and, uh, I, but I know this, when I've done business differently, when I've done business right according to the scripture, it always works, it's beautiful, it's supernatural, and it's a supernatural supply. I'll know what to do, I'll know what path to take, and I'll be empowered to get there and protected along the way. And I'll have the provision that I need. This is the beauty of it. And so this morning on the way here, I'm deciding, okay, Lord, uh, give me, you know, give me what I need to know. And uh, I need to know what path the topic today is supposed to take. And uh, so while I'm sitting there, my brain starts to fret a little bit. Oh, man, I'm just a couple hours away, and I need to know what to do. And 
the people there. They need to put the titles in place. I need to give them an answer. Well, one thing I've done that helps all of us is I've taught the people here, even if you don't know, it'll be okay. You know, <laughs> it'll be all right. Even if you don't have everything in place, it'll be okay. Don't fret. And so the first thing is by creating that culture, we have an environment that recognizes it'll be all right. Even if we don't hear correctly and we miss the mark, it will be okay, okay? We don't, we don't want failure ever, right? We're not called to fail. But at the same time, we learn that to relax and not fret, okay? Not to be anxious over these things. And so now the other thing that we'll do is the other thing that we'll do, yeah, that's good. Barrett just put resting ensures we're in position to hear from God. Amen. Fretting ensures that we'll miss them. Great, great word, Barrett. So one of the things that uh, y'all should, y'all should copy that. Resting ensures we're in position to hear from God. Fretting ensures we'll miss him. That's exactly true. That's biblical. And so one of the things that you'll see is this, is that um, as we go forward, uh, I've taught people and taught our team here, don't fret. Don't, don't fret. It'll be okay. You know, we had a situation yesterday. We just bought a brand new computer because we really, really needed it. And uh, we get here yesterday, and I get a phone call from everybody. They're like, uh, Pastor, the computer won't turn on. What? <laughs> this is a brand new, like, souped-up computer. No, it's like it wouldn't even open up, wouldn't even open up. All right, guys, well, it'll be okay. We'll work it out. They did, you don't even, you know, there were a couple of things that if you were watching the broadcast that were different from normal, but overall, we still got a broadcast out, right? They completely swapped out computers, made stuff work, got stuff. The fact that they even got a broadcast out after what they faced yesterday, remember, we're in a brand new studio, so everything's still new, too. There's still a lot of stuff that we're working the, the little glitches out and everything. We got a broadcast out, finding out an hour and a half, maybe two hours before, that we've got no computer with all of our settings on it and everything, and we still were able to get a, a full broadcast out. <laughs> Glory to God. Good job. You know, that I was, so, I was so pleased with my team. I was so pleased with them. I was like, look at what, what God did through you today when you just rested, you know. And, and so one of the things that you see is fretting is never going to help you. It's always going to harm you. Fretting never helps you. It always harms you. That's why he says, do not fear. He says, cast all your cares on here. Cast all your anxiety on him. Why would he say that? Because it never helps you. It always harms you. It can draw the bigger problems to you. In, um, in Job, the word says, Job said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. He kind of opened up the door through his fear, through his fear. Now, watch this. I want you to see this. So I'm heading here, and uh, we've created an atmosphere to not fret, not saying that it never happens. I'm just saying that we've learned to seek to put that down as quickly as we recognize it, and we've learned to recognize it more. And so by them having that atmosphere, that also relieves myself to try and force an answer of what we need to have. But I'm getting, I'm about two hours away. I'm like, hey, we need to do this. I started fretting just a little bit. I immediately called it, but as soon as I started fretting, guess what happened? My brain went into action. I'm thinking through things I could talk about, thinking through topics. I mean, thinking through different things. I probably thought of 20 things I could think, talk about or whatever, but that's not what's important. What's important is what God wants the topic to be, and today this is what he wants it to be, I believe. And so I recognized I was stepping out of the bringing of the Holy Spirit and I'm now thinking, right? And so I said, okay. And on purpose, I set my thinking aside. I set my fretting there. I just started to worship God. Just start worship, praying in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. I just praise you. I worship you. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. I just started to worship him. What did I do? I entered uh, away from brainstorming, and I entered into fellowshipping. Within a few minutes, all of a sudden, this topic came up. And I didn't even know what the title was exactly. I just knew the direction of it. 
I called the team. I said, hey, here's the direction of it. You know, y'all uh, be praying about and seeking the Lord on what a good title would be. And, uh, but here's the direction. And before you know it, we had a title, we had the thumbnail, all of that stuff fell right into place while other things are happening as well. And uh, the Lord has it, you know. And so the answer is there, right on time, exactly what it needs to be. And it was the wisdom of God. And I know that we'll probably have people say, golly, Pastor, I needed to hear that. And uh, that's the way it's been. So the other day, uh, we, need, we need our answers to come out of fellowship, and he wants to, and he will, and he's not withholding any good thing, and he's going to cause you to eat the good of the land as we will listen to him, as we hear from him, not come up with it ourselves. And so one of the things that um, you know, I did wrong this week uh, was there was actually uh, yesterday had some opportunities uh, in some investing. And while I was investing, and then still I had a really good day. Uh, what I actually, the money that I invested yesterday, more than double in one day. So I had a good day. Um, but I also, it could have, uh, instead of doubled, it probably could have tripled. Uh, but what I did was I got into a situation where instead of just hearing from the Lord, instead of just hearing from him, I started to brainstorm. And before I caught myself, I made decisions based on my brainstorming and tried to figure some stuff out. Instead of, watch this, instead of trusting the fellowship. I did business not the different way that God wanted me to out of his relationship. I did business out of my brain. And when it did, it cost me money. But when I did business according to him, I heard and I was right on time and it turned out well. So I've got to learn. And, I, and so in other words, the thing that I'm teaching, I'm still learning to get better and better. And what was the difference? The difference was, watch this. The difference was there was hundreds of dollars on the line and it caused me to fret because of the value. See, we've got to learn that no matter what the value is, nothing is worth pushing me over into doing business apart from God. No matter what's on the line, put this in the comments, no matter what's on the line, nothing is worth stopping business with God. Nothing is worth not doing business differently with God. Nothing is worth breaking the flow of wisdom from God. That's the best way to put it. No matter what's on the line, nothing is worth breaking the flow of wisdom from God. No matter what's on the line. And so the issue was, you know, when you have thousands of dollars on the line, uh, hundreds of dollars on the line, that the value change doesn't change God. You can be talking about $100. You can be talking about $100 million. God still knows the right answer. As a matter of fact, the more the value goes up and the more that's on the line, the more I want to make sure I'm doing business with God. The more I'm, I want to make sure that I'm hearing wisdom from God. And so, but the issue is those decisions, our brain feels like, oh, I need to get involved with this to make sure I'm not missing it. God's more involved with you not missing it. Remember, he is not withholding any good thing. He wants you to eat the good of the land. What's going to cause you to uh, have the good things and eat the good of the land more than listening to him? Nothing. And so in order to know what path to take and in order to how to know what to do, the key is that we uh, listen to the Lord. Let me just read this to you real quick. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting at verse 6, 6 through, four, 6 through 16. He says, Yet we do speak wisdom among you, among those who are mature. We speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are passing away. So there's a wisdom of God that goes beyond the smartest rulers in this earth. Hear that. 
Can you see that revelation right there in that verse? There's a wisdom of God that's beyond and higher than the smartest man on the earth. Okay? Seven. But we, uh, well, how many of us won't want that? How many of us want that wisdom? Yeah. Right? I want that. I don't, I don't want my wisdom and my operation to be limited, you know, to man. I want unlimited wisdom. Verse 7. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. Now, he's talking about the wisdom of our salvation, right? But I want you to see that there's a wisdom not just about our salvation that not everybody has access to. But the whole point that he's talking about it here, same kind of thing over in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, is he's talking about God wants to disclose all things to you. He says, I call you friends in John. I call you friends and I will disclose myself to you. In other words, I will reveal not just you know, not just himself for salvation in that way. God will reveal his thoughts. God will reveal his character and his nature. And his character and nature is not just limited. Uh, it's not just limited to you going to heaven. It, his character and nature is he knows all. He sees all. And he's not withholding any of the all good things. He's not withholding. He wants to disclose this. And so that's why he's talking about it. How rude would it be? How rude would it be for Paul to be sitting here and be like, well, there's a wisdom, and it's really good. Wish you could have it. <laughs> Wish you could get a hold of it. No, he's telling you this because you can get a hold of it, you know. And <laughs> it would be funny, though, if he said that, but for a little bit. Verse 8, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as written, things which eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. <laughs> Hear that. There's stuff you don't even know about yet. Your eye hadn't seen it. Your ear hadn't heard about it. All And listen, not just going to heaven, all the good stuff that God's prepared for you. I just did my hand like that. I felt like, you know, Obi-Wan. He has all the things for you. Amen. <laughs> the, this is the wisdom you're looking for. All right. This is all. <laughs> Amen. Just made myself laugh. <laughs> Barrett said, I've been Jedi'd. All right, this is the wisdom that you truly are looking for. And watch this. We're not just talking about going to heaven. We're talking about all the good, right? Look, all that God has prepared for those who love him. And he's not withholding any good thing. And he loves you with an everlasting love. And he's not, if you're born again, he's not angry. And he's never going to rebuke you or douse you in that anger again. That's in Isaiah 51 and Isaiah 54, right? He's not, he's not pouring out his wrath on you anymore. You're not drinking out of that cup of fury anymore. He all, God, all he wants to do is get the good to you. All he wants to do is get his best to you. But his best, not all of it have you seen or heard before this moment. But in order to get it to you, he's got to get his wisdom to you. In other words, the good is wrapped up in his wisdom, not wrapped up in our thinking. The good is not wrapped up in our brainstorming. The good is not wrapped up in our fretting. The good is wrapped up in our trusting, in our receiving from the Holy Ghost. The good is wrapped up in our fellowshipping with God. It says, 10, for to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. In other words, he revealed this good news but that's not, the only, that's not the end of the good news. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Let me put it, in the depths of God is what? All good things. So the Spirit, watch this, the Spirit searches out all the good things God has for you. That's what that, those verses combined mean. The Spirit, put that in the comments, the Holy Spirit searches out all good things God wants to get to me. What a great revelation. The Spirit searches out 
all good things God wants to get to me. How important is being filled with the Holy Spirit now? How important is it to pray in the Holy Spirit, praying out the mysteries of God's wisdom of all good things He wants to get to us? How important is it? No wonder the devil fights tongues. No wonder the devil fights the, filling of, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows. And think, the thoughts of God, what kind of thoughts are they? All the good he wants to get to you. You can go back uh, to verse 9, and you need to plug it in every time here. What, what are the thoughts that God has? All the good that he wants to get to you. Are you getting something out of this? Amen. He says, all the good. He says, verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world. <laughs> he, he's saying, so don't sit there and be like, God, I wish we had the Holy Spirit. He's, he's bringing us right back around. He's saying, but you've received the spirit who will search all the good things God wants, and he will disclose it to you. That's what he's saying. And we've received not the spirit of the world, not the spirit of fretting, not the spirit of brainstorming, not the spirit of, of uh, lack of trust. You know, no, we've received the spirit who is from God that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Let me tell you the path you're supposed to take, the wisdom that you're supposed to have. The know-how of what you're supposed to do, these are the good things freely given to you by God. And the Holy Spirit in this verse promises He'll bring it to you. So put more trust in this than you put in your own brainstorming. 13, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man, a natural thinking man, a natural worldly man, a natural man without fellowship, a natural man that frets, a natural man does not accept the things of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he can't understand them, because they are spiritually appraised or spiritually discerned. See, a naturally minded man wonders why I'm at peace and not fretting because it's 7.59 a.m. on Saturday morning and I need an answer at 8 a.m. The natural man goes, that's stupid. You should have been working on that all week. I was working on it. I was, my work in John 6 was to be in faith and to believe on him, the son whom the father sent. My work was a faith work. Anything God told me to do, I did and am doing but the number one thing he always told me to do is be in faith and trust him. That is my work. Now, my ears are open. If the Lord tells me to do something, I'll go do it. I'll go do it. I won't hold back and I won't be slow about it. But he who is spiritual appraises or discerns all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. In other words, the one who actually operates in the Spirit, the one who operates in the Spirit is going to here, not through natural means, but he spiritually discerns, it'll be a spiritual discernment, not a natural thinking and brainstorming. So he says, but he who is spiritually, who is spiritual, discerns or appraises all things, but he himself is discerned by no one or appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the wisdom of God. We have the understanding of God. And so what I want you to know today is that God will feed you every bit of wisdom that you need. God will feed you every blessing that you need. He's not withholding any good. He wants you to eat the good of the land. All of these things are your inheritance in Christ. If you know Christ and Jesus is your Lord, you have rights to all of it. And he already told you if you lack wisdom. He didn't just say all the ones who are doing the best job ever at soul winning. He said if any man lacks wisdom, let them ask of God. So we have a right to go to God and ask, and God will get his wisdom to us if we will take the steps of faith. And what are the steps of faith? First things first, we get out of brainstorming and we move into fellowshipping. Second thing is, we stop 
you know, we stop thinking in that way and we stop, what, what are the things I said? What are those three things, right? We stop, we stop the brainstorming and we get into fellowshipping. We stop thinking and we get into the receiving of the bringing of the Holy Spirit. And we stop fretting and we get into trusting, those three things. So we move into that, and this is a way of faith on the Word of God, how He told us to approach Him for that wisdom. And if we get in faith and we don't doubt, we won't be tossed to and fro. We will receive wisdom from God. It'll be right on time. It'll be exactly what we need, and it will be supernatural. You'll be obedient to it. You'll be willing to it. You'll walk in righteousness because of it. You'll have every good thing that God's not withholding, and you'll eat the good of the land. Amen? You'll know where to go and how to get there in Jesus' name. I believe it. Right now, I just want you to pray. If you, if you don't know God, that's the first entrance. In other words, you, there's a lot of promises I talked about that you have to be in fellowship with God to have. All of everything I talked about it stems from fellowship. So if you don't know God or you need that fellowship to be right, we're going to pray and you can get that fellowship right right now. The second thing is the Holy Ghost plays an integral part of this whole process. You need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, it's commanded in the Word that we are baptized with the Holy Ghost and be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5, 18. And then the third thing is we need to do those things and focus on those things. Fellowship, right? Receive from the, the bringing of the Holy Spirit and the trusting. We need to do those things. Put down the brainstorming. Put down the thinking and put down the fretting, okay? So let's just pray right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, bring, bring this wisdom to each person. Thank you, Father. Just pray with me. Just say, Jesus, today I ask you to begin in fellowship on another level, on a level of supernatural proportion. And I believe that I have received it right now. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I'm going to do things your way and not my flesh way from this day forward. I repent where I've done it wrong. That means I'm changing and I won't go back to the wrong way. And I ask you to forgive me for where I've missed it in the past. And I believe that I have received that forgiveness. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director of my life. And I believe you died for me. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And when he raised you up, he raised me up. Oh, Lord, your love did not leave me in the place of death. Your love did not leave me with a lack of supply. But you gave me wisdom, you gave me strength, you gave me forgiveness and love to be who you've called me to be. Jesus, I ask you, according to your word, and I know it will come to pass right now, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with fire so that my relationship and fellowship and empowerment can be everything that you've called it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know, many times what happens is uh, in our offerings and in our giving, part of the issue is we've been so much thinking, right, brainstorming and fretting over uh, what we give We've not heard from the Lord. And so then we give on something that God didn't actually say. But if we'll do the same thing in our offerings, like I don't try to come up with a number when I give, give an offering. I just go to the Lord and out of my fellowship, I say, Lord, what do you want me to, what do you want me to give? Whatever you tell me to give, I'll give. And so that's how we approach it. And then all of a sudden, the Lord will give you wisdom right at the right moment. He'll say, hey, I want you to give this. I've had times where I was like, whoo, that's a lot. And my natural man's thinking was like, whoa, that was a bunch. But I'll say, okay, I know that's from you, right? 
I'll generally turn to Nicole and I'll say, hey, what do you have? And she'll say that almost every time she'll say almost the same number because we've learned how to hear that wisdom together. It's not just me. And then, and then sometimes he said, just give this. And it's smaller than what I expect. You know? And I, I'm like, oh, okay. And I've had many times where I've said, can I give more? And he'll say, and sometimes he'll say, yeah, if you want to, you can purpose in your heart to give more. And, uh, and then sometimes he'll say, no, I want you to give that. All right. But, you know, it all stems out of fellowship and relationship. And so, you know, we sow this broadcast into everybody to help you so that you'll know exactly what to do. doesn't cost you anything. Don't want it to cost you anything. We want to sow it into you and into the world. If the Lord leads you today or any other day, you're welcome to sow. You don't have to. And, uh, but if you'd like to do that, we make it easy for you. You can go to giveww.org. You can give right now one time, or you can give over and over again. It does cost money to get this message out to you each day. We've got a team of people that volunteer, and uh, we have equipment and, and services and all that kind of stuff. And uh, if, you would, if you'd like to give, you can. If you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate followed by the amount. And uh, thank you, Kevin, for that seed. Thank you, Julie, for that seed. And um, looks like it misspelled. <laughs> Fomate 5. It says F-O-M-A-T-E 5. <laughs> Fomate 5. <laughs> uh, we got to turn that into a word for something. That's funny. Fomate. That's, that's serious. That's like, that's uh, tongues for serious giving. Fomate 5. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. We just want to pray for everybody who's given today. Uh, Lord, we thank you. Whether they're given live or they're given in the archive, whether we can see it or not see it, you know, Father, every gift, Lord, let it be blessed. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, break debt. Break debt. Break it. Shatter it so that it can never reform in people's lives. Lord, thank you. Shatter that debt so that it can never reform in their lives. Thank you, Lord. Shatter it in the name of Jesus. Debt in every life of every partner of what's right or boomerang. Debt be shattered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let it never form again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much. Listen, share the broadcast. Listen, take time to do this, please. Like the broadcast. Each one, we should have as many likes as we do people that are pleased with the message, even if they were only able to listen for just a minute. Uh, like the broadcast. Share it. People need to hear this message and subscribe and hit the little notification button and if you would I just sent out some important information yesterday if you were a part of it if you've done this then you were on it go to whatsright.com somebody please put that in the comments for all the platforms go to whatsright.com and there on the very first page right below the picture is a keep me in the loop and if you're in the loop then we have your the ability to get in touch with you no matter what's going on uh, but uh, go to whatsright.com and type in, uh, type in your information so we can keep you in the loop. We just sent out some important information. I hope you got it. Uh, we sent it out yesterday. So we love you so very much. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. Next week's going to be awesome, and we're heading towards Kickstart. It's going to be great. I just got word there's a bunch of people that's coming in. It's going to be some meetings, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Hey, Charlotte, you are so very welcome. Good to see you. Amen. Thank, Johnny said, thank you, Lord, for breaking debt in my life so it can never reform again. Amen. Same thing, Barrett. Hallelujah. We love you all so very much. Here's Barrett. Well, hello there. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being on today. Make sure that you do exactly what Pastor was just saying. Like this broadcast. Share the broadcast. Do whatever you need to do with the broadcast. Make sure that the word gets out because, the look, the messages this week have been on time words. And today is no exception to that. So make sure that you are sharing it. But, guys, in one week from today, I'm going to be giving my last Kickstart announcement because Kickstart is literally just like 10 days away. Less than, like I think it's less than that. What number are we on, Marky? Do you know? 
right, right offhand, nine days, single digits. It's going to be so exciting. Evangelist Ted Chelsworth Jr. and Carolyn, they're going to be here with us. He and Pastor Brian are going to be ministering together. I just got word during the broadcast that I have a friend who's traveling all the way down from Pennsylvania to be in these meetings. Like we have people coming from different states to be here and you are, want to be one of them. Don't miss out on what God is doing. February 7th through the 12th, you can see on the graphic that's uh, up. If it's not up, I'm putting them on the spot right now. But you can see on the graphic, there's a QR code. Scan that. It'll take you to our website that has all the flight information, hotel information, and everything that has to do with the meetings. Make sure that you go there, do whatever you need to do, and we will help you out. Send us a message if you have questions, but make sure that you're here. I'm so excited for it. And thank you so much for every person who watched this week. Our first week of the studio has happened. It's in the books. We just did our first official week in our brand new studio. God is good, and he is only increasing this broadcast, and he's only increasing you, our viewers. We love you. Have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you back Monday at 1130 a.m.